0: Hello my wee fam and let me just say right now please forgive me for it being a whole month since I've done my last episode. Um to all my new listeners, welcome in. I'm Andrea. I am the creator of Women's Enlightenment. To all my returning listeners, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Um, I know I left off at talking about you know being there for men, um, loving them and caring to them respectfully. By the way, respectfully, um, the same way that we love to be loved on and catered and you know wooed all that fun stuff. It's it's the same thing that men would love as well. I had to take some time because emotionally and mentally. If you've been following along, um, when I lost my sister in November, I've just kind of been an autopilot doing what I do. You know, I'm uh, <laughs> one just trying to make sure I take care of myself. Uh, I'm a mom. I work a full-time job. <laughs> I, I go to school.
1: You know, so there's a
0: lot of things that um, that I do. But that wasn't it. It was the Emotional roller coaster, excuse me, I've been on since losing my sister. Anyone that has lost someone that is close to them, whether or not it's family or not, uh, whether or not it's family, it's, it's very hard. Excuse me. It's hard. So, you, you don't know day to day what your feelings are going to be, what your emotions are going to be, and, Every day seems like it is a lottery and it's like, what are we going to win today? You know, what emotions are we going to win today? Or, you know, how are we going to get through this day? Can we get through this day? That's that's the lottery is getting through the day. What's our winning ticket? Making it through the day. (laughs) One breakdown versus like three, you know, so... It has been extremely hard, extremely hard. Now, you know, I don't, I can only speak for myself. I cannot speak for the other um family members. I can only speak to my, for myself, to what my emotions have been and what I've been feeling and going through Uh so much to where I ended up having a whole emotional breakdown, you know, while at work one day. I was on my way to my car, but still it happened. Um But it's knowing who you can call on in those times is it it is it's it's crucial you know because you have to be able to have people that will be in your life that will not just listen to you but they'll hear you as well and you know have the space for you to talk not them talk over you not them tell you what you're feeling, not them, you know, ignoring your feelings either, but being there. It makes a huge difference. Um, and I hope that everybody that is going through or has gone through an emotional um, moment like this in the middle of grieving and mourning the loss of a loved one, I really hope that you have a support system because it truly is hard and you do need a support system. It is vital. Um, what I want to talk about this morning, my best friend and I were talking about it on Saturday. So I was like, you know what, this, this should be a topic. Now, we all know that during the lockdown, a lot happened. Children had to be home for school. Uh, parents had to be home from work or a lot of people lost their employment because they didn't have you know anyone to help them with their children a lot happened mentally a lot happened emotionally a lot happened and we all know financially a lot happened do you do you know who's who's suffering the most from that Yes, us as adults, yes, we are suffering from that. But truthfully, our children. Our children, and whether that means it's a niece, nephew, a grandchild, it does not matter. The children are suffering the most from that. Especially school-age children. Because one, a lot of children had to be in confinement, basically. And some of these households were not the best for them. School was their outlet. School was their only place to feel safe. And sometimes school was not the place to feel safe either. But at that time, for them to be able to get away from home, that was their safe space. When the lockdown happened, that meant their safe space was over. They had to be at home and probably some cruel environment. None of us know truly how the other one lives. Unless we're there daily, ins and outs, then okay, yes. But even though behind closed doors we still don't know what happens. You gotta close your room door at some point, right? <clears throat> we don't know what really what happens. But our children has suffered. They have to be back in school now, you know since everything happened it wasn't and it wasn't like a gradual thing that happened it was okay the lockdowns over you still have tablets you have to start back school this is the day no that should have never been the way it happened it should have been a gradual thing you know like a Monday we'll come in for a couple hours a Tuesday, a couple hours. It should have been eased in there. It was thrown at these poor babies, thrown, literally. And a lot of them suffer emotionally, mentally, physically, educationally, suffer. And a lot of children ended up, sadly enough, unaliving themselves, sadly enough. They had nobody to turn to. They felt like they had nobody to turn to, and if they were in homes that were not the best, well, guess what? That was that was like a no win win for them. Um, when this happens, all the other children around that are friends with the, chil- the child that you know unalive themselves themselves suffer as well a great deal because. One, we don't know what our children truly talk about. Unless we're in their conversation 24-7, we don't know what they're really talking about. And children talk in code, and they text in code, you know, social media, code. You have to be in the know of the know to understand what really is going on with your child or children. But we as adults, we were so stressed, emotionally, (laughs) mentally physically drained, financially just trying to pull it together, that we were. We were hurting in those areas of making sure that our children were good. Um, and that's, that. it's not calling anybody a bad parent at all. Because everyone that was hurting, we were all hurting some kind of way. And if we had children, <laughs> We probably weren't there for our children like we should have been because we had to figure out how to make make ends meet in that, during that time, because I'm telling you, when their parents that were losing their jobs, do you know what their thing was mainly, trying to figure out how to get food back on their table until they finally did the pandemic EBT, a lot of people were suffering. Their last meals were like scraping to hold on to that. Then the schools were doing like lunches, they were dropping off food for families, which helps, right? But we all became one because we all had children in the school system. We all ended up having the pandemic EBT. That was good. Then it became a thing of having to put our children back to school. Parents were having a hard time with that because they're like, "Wait, no, i don 't know is this going to work? Is this not going to work?" Because guess what? There is a shortage of teachers. there is still a shortage of teachers, educators. there is still an, a shortage of bus drivers, like the shortage of everything is real right now, but our children, our children have been suffering emotionally and mentally. Now, I'm not saying just, you know, we're supposed to just give our children everything and never, you know, still have discipline, still, you know, raise your children with discipline and communication, but talk to them, ask them how they're feeling, check in with them. Don't let, don't, don't just let the tablets and, 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 and television be the main source of how they're getting through their day every day. You know, I get it. Some children are not. I don't know how to put it, but some children are. I don't know how to put this in words. (laughs) Some children are more hyper than the other children. So it's a little bit more taxing on the parents. But at the same time, there are children. So we should know how to raise our children. And that's another thing that happened during lockdown. Parents actually had to to raise their children. And I'm not saying it in a bad way. I'm just saying for the parents that were going off on teachers and you know get, getting in teachers' faces and cussing them out and wanting to fight them over their child being disrespectful, they actually got to see their child. That is a time where it should have been real important to have heart-to-hearts and start unlearning the behaviors that these, our children have been taught by us and fixing them, um, because there's no excuse. We, we are the first teachers to our children, so there's no reason why our children should be going to school being disrespectful and acting the way they do. I'm coming from my own, I talk about my own. I also talk about my own because he does have oppositional defiant disorder. Does that exclude him from what he's, what he's done? Oh no, never that. I make sure he is accountable for his actions. Never do I say, oh, well, it's because, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 But I stay on it, though. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm this perfect parent because I stay on it. No, what I'm saying is, though, we are our children's first teacher. We should be making sure that our children are being respectful when they're with other adults, especially educators. All children are are not raised the same. We all see that. So some children's home life is they're, they're taught to be disrespectful. They're taught to hate, you know, someone else's skin color. It is a learned behavior because it's taught. So, of course, those parents aren't going to be like, oh, no, not my child. Oh, no, they're going to be like, oh, no, I sure did. I raised my child that way. That's not okay some of these children are coming from abusive homes physically, mentally, verbally, you know, SA homes. That's not good either. So where the help should have been at, there was not any. So a lot of children ended up being depressed. A lot of children ended up, you know, Talking to other children that were depressed, and guess how those conversations nine times of ten went, which is why there was a high rate of children unalive in their cells during the lockdown. Is it all over? Oh no, it's not. It's not because this the effects of it still rain heavy in the children. I don't care grade date. Now I won't say daycare, elementary on up to high school. It is very heavy within these children. You have children body shaming each other. For what? Not everybody is the same body size. You're not supposed to be. We're not supposed to look like each other. It's never been a thing. Like it is, it is very sad to watch how these children are operating. But there's, n- there's no counseling. There's no counseling for parents because parents, we don't think that we need it when we do. Our children are suffering because we're not extending that olive branch to them so they can get the counseling that they need. The lockdown was extremely rough on children. And it is one of those things that cannot be undone it's, it's. We can't act like we didn't see it, go through it, or feel it. It happened in a major way, and the children, although very "quote unquote" strong, hurt. They won't say it, but they're hurting. But if you have a relationship with your children, you're going to be able to understand even when they don't speak that they're speaking. ask questions see how they're feeling make it a game so you can talk to them a little bit better and make sure it's not uncomfortable for them you know we have to be able to to get back in line with our children that doesn't mean that our children are our best friends no because they're still our children there still has to be discipline Um no is no is no is a good word it's okay I I remember I remember growing up and when I was having children not growing up I remember when I was having children oh my gosh I remember when I had my child my son and I was reading this book and or and and I heard heard people say it all the time they're like you should never tell your child no no is not a good word to tell your child. You should find other ways to tell your child no. I was like, I'm sorry. Well, I don't understand why you shouldn't. It was like, it's a bad word to say. And I, there is a whole definition of why. So I, I, I understood what they were saying. I didn't get it because no is a complete sentence. You should explain to them why you're telling them no. Okay, in some instances, yes. I'm going to explain, you're not able to get this because X, Y, and Z. But sometimes it's just no, because you already knew that you're not able to have them. Again, we all raise our children different. Some families, you, you know, your child's allowed to talk to you in a certain way, like they're the adult and you're the child. Um, you're, you know, your child's able to cuss and, you know, do all that and it's Okay. Your child's able to be in a store and out in public restaurants and start cutting up and it's, no, it's okay. Nothing's told to them. No, they're just expressing themselves. I'm sorry, but you're in a public place right now. Other people are trying to do X, Y, and Z, you know, eat or read a book or whatever the case may be. It's time to take your child either to the bathroom or to a quiet area or to the car. Talk with them. Hopefully they get better or back home. But, you know, when you say certain things, we're the bad people. You're, you're the bad person for speaking up. And that's not, that's not how it should be. <clears throat> Again, we are our child's first teacher. What are we teaching our children? For us as melanin men and women, do our children really know the real history? Are we teaching them real stories? There's so much wealth in allowing your child and children to understand the real stories. There's so much wealth and knowledge, but when we're watering it down because we don't think they're ready to understand that or hear that, let me explain something to you all. If a child can work a phone and or tablet and or television and or computer, whatever electronic. Correctly, with no issues, your child should be taught some real stories of history. Your child should be learning some amazing stuff. Other children in other countries are taught from zero on, literally, life, how to defend themselves, money management, cleanliness. How to take care of a family member if they're sick. Like their other countries, their children are completely different. And I know somebody's probably listening, like, well, we're not in those other countries. Yeah, we're not, but we should be we should be putting in those those little tidbits so our children can understand things. If we lose power, if Wi Fi goes out, let me let me say something. If we lose Wi-Fi, because we see what's happening in the world right now. Shit is going down, it is going down. If you're paying attention, it is going down out here. If we shall ever lose internet, children would lose their minds. Why? Because that's all they're taught. That's all they're taught. Here's your tablet, they get an attitude, they start fussing and crying, here's your tablet, Why not a book? Why not games? Oh, they're getting on my nerves. So here, let me just give them this. Why? 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 If we shall have to fend for ourselves, because food is changing and we have to start fending for ourselves, a lot of us would be in trouble. Because we're so used to the fancy things. We're so used to the material things. We're so used to a certain type of way that we would probably be in trouble. I'm not starving. I'm going to tell you that right now. So I'm going to have to do what I got to do. I'm going to cry the entire time, but I'm going to do what I have to do. It is It is. It is very vital that your children learn the fundamentals of like life childlike yes teach them in child child ways there should be chores I meant there's chore charts right for certain age groups you do certain things for their chore charts <clears throat> why don't people do that my child should never have to do chores because x y they're a child they should only. well again I'm sorry again if they know how to work their electronics, if they're making a mess, they should know how to clean up behind themselves. Right? And that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, I'm not a perfect parent at all. At all. But the moment my children started getting smart at the mouth or able to do things that I know they were able to do, oh, we, we, we implemented some chores because why am I continuing to clean up after you when you're making this mess? They'll cry. They'll have a fuss moment. And when they're done, it'll still be be right there waiting for them. Still be right there waiting for them. You can't break easy. That's the thing. I don't want to hear my child cry. It hurts my heart. Well, mm, I think you're going to be okay. It's okay for your child to cry. It's okay for your child to hear no. And I understand a lot of people don't like hearing people talk about parenting. I'm not talking about parenting in a a way to where it's going to make you be offended by this whole entire episode. No, I'm just talking about aspects of parenting where I think we have to get back better on. That's what I'm talking about. I was at the store last night. And I was like, really? 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 I was listening to this child. Had to be about five or six. Kid you not. Talking to the parent as if they were beneath them. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Then the other one was having a whole tantrum. And I'm like, so... Oh, and by the way, before anybody thinks this, it was a two-parent home. Because y'all get on my nerves with that. It was probably a single parent. Mm, No, it was a two-parent home. The dad was trying to get the other one together. The mom was just trying to get through the, the shopping experience of, you know, of it all. I'm sure. I mean, I, I'm not, I know this is not their first time going shopping with their children. That's why I'm, it is what it is. It's a shopping experience when your child's having a whole breakdown, <clears throat> but yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. I meant the child was like, I told you I, I was like, oh Wow wow and he was reasoning with the child i was like so who's the adult and who's the child here like it was uh you know i was minding my business but i was being nosy at the same time because i was like you guys are right next to me i'm just trying to figure this out real quick not knocking their parenting but a little discipline goes a long way a little correcting goes a long way and we have to self-correct as well We really do. But we are the children's first teacher. And when they needed us during this lockdown, because we were melting down too. We didn't know how to be there for our children because we're still trying to be there for ourselves. But our children were suffering. Our children are still suffering. So let me tell you something. When my daughter (laughs) doesn't want to go to school, I don't make her. And when they send home, or they call, or they if I miss the call, they'll send a text and an email for me to explain why my child is not at school. And what I put, and I will always put, a mental health day. Why? Because she probably needs one. She probably needs one. And middle school's no better. But it's all about making sure that we're paying attention to our children, but being there for them so they don't have to feel like they're alone. So they don't have to feel like they're suffering in silence. And that's why and how a lot of children even and te- preteens and teens unalive themselves because they're unhappy. They feel like they're not being heard. They feel alone. And so this is what happens. I hate the fact that it is happening. I hate the fact that it had to happen. It's sad to me to see a lot of these children on social media talking the way they do. Mine included, because I've had to say something to mine. I'm like, who are you? And how old do you think you are? Oh yeah, I I can politely swipe that away from him within a matter of seconds. It's nothing, but um, children are very sneaky too, they will sneak to do things that you think they're not doing. So, I always pay attention. <laughs> you always have to be at least 50 steps ahead of your child because they're going to try the same things the same things that we try when we are their ages. They think that we were never their age, which is the funny part of this. As if we don't know the tricks that they're doing. But now it's more. More tricks that they're pulling. Because they have so much more at their fingertips than we did. It is. Again very important. To make sure that we're here for our children. And we're listening to our children. I had a whole different episode that I was going to talk about. So. I'm going to make sure that I do another episode on Wednesday. I'm not going to do a part two of this one. I was thinking about doing a part two of this one, but I'm not going to do a part two of this one. But I will speak throughout the next few episodes about how our children are feeling and how to be here for them during this hard time for them. Because it really is hard for them. Whether we believe it or not, it's hard. Our children are stressed. They are stressed out. Look at all the stuff they've been through and are still going through in the world. But not That's not even touching just home life. They've had to endure some stuff that they weren't ready for. These children literally have PTSD. And then we're mad at them. We're fussing at them. I'm included. Like, I'm saying we. We have to do better. Our children are our babies. They need us. They didn't ask to be here. They are here. So, we have to be here for them. And some of us, we have to learn how to be here for ourselves. We have to learn how to allow the past to be the past and not hinder us in everyday life. Our past is is really hurting us because we have not healed from it. We're not attempting to heal from it. We're not growing from it. And a lot of our elders, some of them, just because you're wise in age does not mean that you have mastered or understood what you've been through to heal from so you can grow from it. A lot of them pour the negativity that they've been through into the next generation, which then goes into the next generation, which then goes into the next generation, which then, of course, you know it all, goes into the next generation. We should not put our hurts and our frustrations and our... our past traumas onto our children. They have enough on their plate as it is. Enough. Until next episode, I appreciate appreciate you guys. I hope no one's offended by this episode. Remember to always be present for your present time now. You cannot take back the past. You cannot be in the future until you're able to be present for your now.